Rescue the Fosters is about changing the foster system. We want to ensure every child has a safe environment to grow and become healthy, successful adults. Additionally, when I was in the foster care system, I had to defend for myself. Rescue the Foster is here to empower the youth aging out of the system and offer resources to ensure they are not dependent on the government. What we observed was that children become institutionalized and end up in prison and providing the government with more funds. Rescue the Foster will provide coaching, resume writing, interview skills, professional attire for interviews, budgeting, applying for college, and obtaining housing. We want these youth to live the most free and successful life possible. It is their right and our responsibility to ensure that our future kids and grandchildren can live happy lives. Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Good evening and welcome to Rescue the Fosters. I am Gino, your host, and next to me as always is the co-founder of Rescue the Fosters and co-host of Rescue the Fosters, Miss Sylvia Beachy. Sylvia, how are you doing tonight? You look I'm excited. I'm good, Gino. How are you? I am excited. I'm yeah. so excited to see what tonight has to hold. Yes, this is going to be a great show. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. We've had uh, one of our guests on well, we decided between six and nine months ago, we're not really sure, but it's been a minute, probably too long. We're glad to have her back. And uh, our other guest is a new guest who I have admired her work for years, and I'm just really excited to uh, hear what they both have to share tonight. So let's uh, go into their bios, and we will start right after that. Gina Phillips is a retired licensed professional counselor who specializes in the treatment of complex trauma and dissociative identity disorder. She began working with survivors of satanic ritual abuse and government-sponsored mind control back in the 1990s and left private practice in 2020 to start Darkness to Light Ministries. Kelly Hawley is a ministerial trauma specialist, ordained minister, founder and executive director of Warrior Bride Ministries, specializing in inner healing and deliverance for survivors of ritual abuse and childhood exploitation. Kelly has served individuals and families impacted by child sexual abuse and exploitation for over 15 years, including working as a director of healing retreats for Voice Today. Ladies, welcome to Rescue the Fosters. How are you this evening? I'm good. Great. Thank you for having us. Oh, we're yep, really, thanks. really excited. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Folks, I promise you, you're going to learn a whole bunch of new things that you thought you already knew. I know from both of these women, I've, I've watched uh, both of them. I mean, with just the teaching, it's definitely a, um, a God-given skill and talent and gift that these ladies have to be able to teach and endure what they've had to endure uh, with all this trauma. These, these poor children that they help and, and uh, adults, it's just amazing work. And I'm just so thankful that somebody has stepped up to the plate and answered the call that God has given them. And so I'm just going to give the floor to both of you, uh, both of you and Sylvia and I will kind of jump in as needed and maybe have, I'm sure we're going to have plenty of questions and comments and uh, we'll, I'll be watching the chat too. So if you have any uh, questions in the chat, I think later in the show, we'll go ahead and maybe throw a couple of questions at the lady. So Kelly, Gina, it's all yours. Well, let's see. 
Do you want me to start with some of the basics and then you can jump in with some of the the deeper stuff? Does that sound good? So I'll cover some of the basis for those who maybe aren't as familiar with the work that Gina and I do. Um, we work with survivors of childhood exploitation. And a lot of times this looks very different. Now, Gina at this point is working primarily or, or totally with SRA and mind control victims. I'm working probably 80% with them. Um, childhood exploitation looks a lot of different ways. We just got done having a conference in which we invited people to discuss it in different ways. Just like Sylvia, she um, focuses on the foster care system, but we have others that focus on um, bringing down Romeo pimps for the, the teenagers and the young ladies. Um, there's trafficking that comes over the border. There's just so many different ways. Um, but what we find, one of the biggest things that the Lord it seems to be highlighting right now is those who have been ritually abused and governmental sponsored mind control. This, this segment of those who have been abused really seems to be waking up. It seems to be um, their time where he wants to shine a light and show us what's going on. And their system seem to be, what we call system seems to be breaking down. They start to have more memories recently, it seems. It just seems like it's a, a time, sort of for such a time as this, that we're, we need to be focusing on this and understanding it so that we can help um, these survivors. And there's not one or two, there's millions. Um, ritual, you know, the, the, the worship of a God other than the one that we worship, me as Yeshua HaMashiach, you know, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and I know it's the same for you all, but that's not the case for a huge percentage of people. I mean, I don't know the exact percentage, but maybe it's even 50%. There's a lot of people that worship a different God and that God often wants sacrifices. And so um, what we have going on is a lot of people following the satanic ritual calendar, the satanic holidays, and there's a lot of them. And each one requires different sacrifices, whether it be you know, one that requires a child, one that might require uh, sexual things and then sacrifice, it just varies. But a lot of the stuff people don't realize is going on. And if, if they hear a little bit about it, they think that it's maybe just some small town, you know, where um, in the woods and, you know, one or two people, but it's not. It's organized crime. Um, they have infiltrated throughout every mountain of our society. And it's just way past time that we um, start tackling this and um, not putting up with it because their focus is our children because and, and I for them the ideal thing is to get a young child because they're pure uh, they're the purest thing closest to to the Lord in his essence they haven't been contaminated so much and they also can uh, if they get them before age eight they can fragment their minds and use them for various things so that's what we focus on, and it gets a lot deeper, but I'm going to let Gina um, talk a little bit, and then we'll talk more. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, good job, Kelly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I want to talk a little bit about the 
um, government sponsored mind control component of satanic ritual abuse. Um, I think most your average American has at least heard of satanic ritual abuse. It really started coming forward in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and I myself began working with satanic ritual abuse survivors then. But about 15 years ago, I came to realize, I'll tell you how, but I came to realize that underneath the satanic ritual abuse memories is something called government-sponsored mind control, where real-life Manchurian candidates, real-life Jason Bournes, um, are, are programmed. And it's based on government research techniques um, that they go back these techniques actually go back um, to the Egyptian Book of the Dead is as far back as I've seen. But for most of us, we would remember Mengele, Joseph Mengele's experiments during World War II on twins and, and um, dwarfs. And, um, you know, he would do all of this type of experimentation to see, you know, how far could you push a person before they would die? Well, he was really experimenting on how to fragment the human mind right and how to create the ubermensch the super soldier the human 2.0 the jason borns and so operation paperclip um these scientists from world war ii in germany came over to russia and the u.s and they continued their um research here um, about 15 years ago, in, in the area that I come from, in North Carolina, I'm not there any longer, um, I would consult cases on SRA. So um, there was a case that somebody, um, my licensing board called me in to consult on a case um, where somebody wanted some help with SRA client. And so what ended up happening is that um, some of you guys hear me speak of somebody named Galaxy. You know, I was consulting on her case, and she was a programmer, a government programmer, programming, researching on how to better improve on the work that Mingala did. I've met another one that um, I worked with that she's no longer with us. So I've met two that are high up programmers. So long story short, she helped me to realize, she taught me, got me started on programming of how it works, how to undo it. And then Holy Spirit taught me a whole lot more. But I came to realize that the majority, if not, you know, almost all satanic ritual memories are there to cover these government programs that are meant to be activated right now where we're seeing the breakdown of society, things like Black Lives Matter, the gender fluidity, um, no borders, defund the police. All of those are programs that I have seen in working with people from across the world who were programmed in daycares, preschools, things like that to help break down the society like we're seeing all over the world. So when I say government-sponsored mind control, it's that research that spun off of Mengele and Hitler's research and continued um, to perfect these um, people that can be activated and have dissociated memories, not knowing that they're sex trafficking, drug running, um, assassins, all these kinds of things um, that governments around the world use. I hope that's not too deep of a jumping in there, guys, for your audience. No, that's fantastic. Thank you, both of you. Uh, I, you know, I think most of our audience knows that you know the Nazis 
they didn't all hang after uh, the Nuremberg trials. Uh, a lot of them were taken to America, South America, and their experiments continued. And um, there's actually a really great book. Oh, I forgot her name. Anne, um, oh, she's an awesome author. She did a great job on Paperclip. And it's very in-depth into um, just the... It's, it's hard to imagine, I guess, as an American, you know, you grow up in a country, I'm, I'm almost 54 years old, I remember growing up and you just think everything's peachy cream and everything's just wonderful. And, and then all of a sudden, one day you wake up and you're like, wait, 9-11 really happened? And that wasn't what they told us it was? And, you know, and you start, and, and JFK was shot and that wasn't, what, you know, you start seeing all these, uh, you know, I, I hate calling them conspiracy theorists, cons conspiracy theories, but, you know, these conspiracies, and then you're like, digging deeper and you go down the rabbit hole and you find out, wait a minute, the Nazis came to America and, and NASA is based around a lot of Nazi technology and all these other things. And you scratch Warner your Warner von head. Braun started War NASA I, and he was, I, yeah, Warner von Braun exactly. and he was one of the scientists. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you you know, you mentioned Mengele. I mean, this is one of the most uh, horrific human beings that have ever lived. I mean, this guy was just doing unimaginable things to human beings. And I know the, uh, uh, mentally challenged kids they were doing all kinds of experiments to them too and so it's once you have that mindset understanding that okay everything we're mm -hmm. seeing right now especially with the trafficking of children and what's going on with all this brainwashing through through programs disney and all these other entities it's it's a lot easier to say oh okay this makes sense now i can put this piece of the puzzle in and i can it kind of completes that border so you can see the rest of you know the picture that's on the uh, box cover and that's when i started waking up when i started realizing the nazis were involved in this it really the the bell went off it was like okay i can definitely see how this evil has you know infiltrated american culture and not just america but i mean obviously us we live here but um, so that's that's the I'd, I'd like to delve into that just a little bit more if you could both of you because I think that's such a key component to this. Well, let me um, say this because I just had a session today and I thought it was really interesting and it's probably a God thing, you know, knew that we'd be talking about this. Um, but the person um, was made to um, pledge his allegiance to the government, but then also pledge the allegiance to Nazi to you know the he did the little symbol he was drawing it and um so as they're abusing them and they're fragmenting them and they're doing all these things they're making them have allegiance to both you know the government and nazis and so you really have to start asking the question who's really running our country right in the world yeah and and nazi yes i've seen it in many many kids too even african-american kids um nazi there's an entity a, a principality named nazi and if you can look it up it's the old ancient nanshi n-a-n-s-h-e um there's entities behind each of these programs each like where she talked about pledging allegiance to the government and to entities um, when the mind is fragmented into different parts, each part will have its assigned head entity that they're tethered to and they've pledged allegiance to as well. Yeah, the, that's a great point, the entities. Now, are these principalities? Would these be the... Powers, uh, yeah. principalities, yeah. spiritual mm -hmm. wickedness, and wickedness high, places, in high places, dominions, yeah. all different rankings, mm -hmm. yes. Hmm. 
I, I did not know that uh, with the Nazis. And what was the name of that that uh, entity again? I'm sorry. It's an ancient entity. Nanshi, N-A-N-S-H-E. You can look it up if you want to know more. Yep. Wow. What's yeah, interesting. It's, it's everywhere. Sorry, what's interesting, ahead, as the more I learn and learn and as I'm helping people, it seems like it starts in the physical, but then it moves into the um, spiritual. And it almost, it mirrors in some ways. But then it's tying it into, you know, the entities and things of that sort. So it's happening in both realms, basically. Yes. My yeah. gosh, yeah. The, I remember um, when I first found out about the Nazi thing, I was just, well, you guys were talking, I remembered this. I was thinking, no, that couldn't happen. We wouldn't have let their scientists come over here. And, all and then you start doing the research and you're like, wow, it's everywhere. It's in everything. I mean, even entertainment. Um, in our medicine, it's just, it's, the infiltration is so far and wide that you think, how can we get out of this mess? But I know all of us on this panel, I, I think America has some great days ahead of it. I know a lot of people are getting ready for the rapture and, and they think, you know, it's, it's wrap up time, but I, I'm on the other spectrum. I believe God's got some, a great harvest that he's ready to, to bring in. And, uh, there's a lot of healing that is going to be needed on the other side of this thing. And I think you three ladies are definitely a, a major part of that healing that is coming. Would you all agree with that? I would. I um. I always say the Lord would not put me through all that he's putting me through to train me. <laughs> if there wasn't something good coming, I know he's He's too good for that. <laughs> so I, I totally believe. And um, we just had a conference and one of the talks I did was about the fact that you can see um, time and time again throughout scripture how the people rebel and then, you know, they call out to him and then he saves them and it just goes on and on in different scenarios. And one of the ones that we really broke down was um, Gideon and his army and how ultimately we aren't enough to win this battle, just us on our own. But with him, he just needs a few of us that are sold out for him. And then he will move and he will get the glory. Right. Yeah. yeah. He just needs that 300. We, we, we're going to do it. We're going to clean up, clean up aisle six. I always call it number of man, but uh, we're, we'll, we'll take care of it. Well, let's go into the fragmenting of the mind. I, I find this absolutely, um, it's, it's hard to believe. Well, I guess it isn't hard to believe because the mind is so complex. I mean, God created our, our brain and the mind and the consciousness. It's just an, an, an amazing thing uh, to know that you're, we're all self-aware. We all get it where animals don't necessarily have that. I mean, they, they're aware of their surroundings, but they're not self-aware. So human beings are unique in that aspect made in his image. And to know that there's people that are, I mean, I call them demons, these people that are fragmenting children's minds and with disassociative uh, disorders and all these things, it's, it's absolutely terrifying that grown adults could do this to little innocent children. I mean, it's that's really hard to wrap your mind around that there's that level of evil in our society. And it's it's prevalent. I mean, it's, this is everywhere. And I know, Gina, you had touched that it was even in, you know, the public schools and, and parents don't know what's even going on. The, the, you know, your, your son or daughter goes to school. You think they're just going to third grade class. Maybe they have art class that day. They come home and everything seems fine. Maybe they're acting a little strange. But no one's really thinking my kids being, you know, brainwashed at school. Right. And the, the trauma behaviors that would come out 
and bleed through from a programmed child are hidden by our broken society. So you have the, the families are broken down. You have the kids watching and listening to the demonic music. And so it's like it can easily be brushed off as, oh, they're acting out because of the divorce or they're acting out because of the music. And that's by design. Um, I wanted to throw in there, too. I, I, this may shock some folks, but, um, you know, it's like we look at the people who are programming children. And yes, there's there you can actually, well, not going down that rabbit trail. So the people who um I could think down 10 different trails and I do it every time. Um I want people to know that the perpetrators are also the victims, even from the beginning of programming, when you'll take even a little two or three-year-old child, they will have a part of the child's system, and system means the components of many fragmented parts who um, have jobs and roles, and then they'll have certain structures and programs, but they will have the child be both the victim and the perpetrator, because they're always making them be shamed and you you're a part of us you'll never get free so there are a lot of people just like galaxy who was a programmer and a researcher and it's beyond the scope of this this show because i'd have to get into real details of how the mind is fragmented but as soon as she turned 30 and could she bolted and left everything family everything um and that was 15 years ago so I want people to realize it's not just know that when you're dealing with a victim, when the biggest and most important part of the work we do is to get them safe enough to let us look at the backside of their system that are perpetrators. And you will have both sides and all survivors. So that's kind of a weird thing. So one of the things I begin to realize is that even the adults, as we're dealing with I don't know, say you have somebody come in and you say they're a monster. It's like you have to see the same side of them that was the child that it's like the elephant that's tied up when they're so small and they try to escape that by the time the elephant is big and could escape, they don't try because their will is broken. And so I don't know, y'all got kind of silent, but I want to throw that out there. When you're finding sex traffic kids who are programmed and kids in foster care and daycare, you're going to have two sides of a system. Yeah. Light and I, dark. I actually am glad you said that because when I worked at Elts Amore Group Home, I worked with sex trafficked kids and, and one child, like one of the child, they do become perpetrators. So then you're having to worry about the other kids because they're, you have to make sure they're not perpetrating on the other kids. And we had this, this, one, uh, this one child that came in and she had been, and it was, she was in, used in rituals, but at the time I didn't know it was rituals because I didn't know anything about satanic rituals or anything like that. So I, I didn't know it didn't register with me. All I knew is that this child was made to perform in front of people and then it, it messed her up so bad uh, but she it was a it was normal to her and it, she would perpetrate on the other girls and so we had to have uh, a 24-hour staff with her by her you know constantly because you couldn't even leave her for five seconds mm -hmm. so yes it's very real 
And the way they do that, the, the way a simplified way that they do that, you'd say like, how could a kid who's such a victim be a perpetrator too? And the trick is all in the dissociative wa walls. The mind does not have each different part. You can have a part of the mind that's only pulled up for rituals and they, they don't know the parents at home or the parents. They don't have any other history than what, what they were split off to do. And so you will have mm -hmm. a child that chooses the the better of two evils so the perpetrator parts start out as being a child that's like if you hurt this child i won't hurt your your mother or i won't hurt you right so there, it's there's a motivation and then they begin to mm -hmm. you have a child that's been hurt over and over and has no sense of control and and all kinds of shame they start to begin to see the power of exerting power over somebody. So it starts to meet a need. So, so you can, it's just a basic way that human beings are made. That's a very oversimplified. So to work with those back parts perpetrating, you're going to have to work with them about giving up control and feeling like they didn't have control and the fear of, you know, working through the, the threat that they were given if they didn't perpetrate you know, become a perpetrator. It's very complex, but they can get through this. Yes. Yep. It was, it was tough. You know, people don't realize that working with sexually abused kids are so tough that they're the hardest to get just to have a normal day of, of just hygiene and getting out of the bed. But not only that, but like, like suicidal you know I, re I remember she was one child that was constantly trying to kill herself and it didn't matter how she you know if if, if you were driving she would jump out of the car or she'd run in front of traffic or you know or you know you just constantly it was really exhausting trying to keep this child alive basically and that's programmed Oh, yeah. yeah. Kelly and I that run is. into this a lot. You, It's hard to house, like you're wanting to help um, survivors escape. And you sit and try mm -hmm. to house two people together that are survivors and they're not far enough along in their healing. They are programmed to sabotage. So you're going to, they're going to not only sabotage each other, but they're going to sabotage you, the one trying to help them. It's part of the programming. The front parts come to you and they're like, help me. And they're sincere and the back parts are like, I have to stop the healing because we'll get hurt. And so they'll sabotage. So it, it even follows through to adulthood. It's not just when they're kids, um, Sylvia, that this happens. We're encountering it as well. It's a challenge, isn't it, Kelly? Oh, yes, very much so. Right now I'm looking at would a quadruplex work where they're totally separate mm -hmm. because there's help and we you know we've tried different ways and really and you have to have some separation until they yeah. get oh, wow. along yep I also noticed that whenever everything was going smooth like we were having a good day and it was finally settled down then somebody would do something to like you said disrupt it like and I would always say all right everything's going good everything's smooth something's about to happen and and it would without failing there was always either a fight or a runaway or a, uh you know self-harm you know something to throw the whole uh back the whole environment back into chaos yep 
that's all they've ever known is chaos and there's chaos programming and the sabotage. I mean, it, it gets, it, without him, <laughs> you know, we would be in trouble. We, we could help, you know, a few, but um, I know that he's, he is getting us ready for his big move because it you is know, very complex. So I have a question about the will of the person that has been programmed. I mean, where, where does their will fit into this? Because it seems to me that if both sides of the brain have been separated, sequestered, mm -hmm. how in the world, where does the will come in? Where does the, the person, you know, be able to make a sound judgment? Are they just incapable of that? Until the will is shattered. So imagine it's really into thousands. So when you shatter the mind, let's say you, for sake of simplicity, you shatter it into a hundred pieces. You've got one one hundredth of the will in each part. So, and then they turn the parts against each other. So you'll have parts that'll report back to the group. So it might be a part that says, look, you don't get hurt like this other part does. As long as you'll report back to us when they're not following program, you'll never get hurt. So the will becomes self-preserving in each part and it fights against each other based on its reality. So that's why when people have, this is my soapbox, you know, deliverance ministry, and they think it's all casting out a demon. Yes, the demons are there, but that's the smallest part of the work. You have to be able to work with the parts of the mind that are separated by dissociative walls. Those walls say it's, I don't want to remember, it's too scary. So you're going to have to work on attachment and community and having safety so that they can work on that. But then you work on the will that's fighting itself. One part that's not been hurt that was just split to report or was split to say, I'll spin out trauma memories to torture that part into obeying. You've got to make those fragmented parts of the mind and will work together again, resolve that conflict that made them split. It's that's truly a divided self. Yes, that's and this I mean, is where the triggers come in, right? That's one of the things the triggers, and each part's assigned a job. You know, a recorder alter, they are the return home and report on anybody breaking the rules. A spinner is, is a part that was traumatized and split off. And when somebody's not obeying, they'll flood them with trauma memories so that they obey. It's called flooding. And and many, many other jobs. There's so many, it's so intertwined. And I'm not trying to discourage anybody. You can heal, but we as the body of Christ have got to grow. We have to have some basic education on how this works because i like you guys i believe that the biggest harvest are going to be people coming out of the occult and mind control um and so we need to have an idea of how this stuff operates and we really yeah. need people really need to get educated i had a session earlier with a, a, a young lady that had been searching and searching going to different psychologists and um, counselors and this and that and ultimately she got a lot of rejection that just made her more upset and more hurt because they didn't understand the stuff. And so right when she was starting to um, feel like she was found a place and trusted, you know, they're like, oh no, you know, I can't work with you. The minute they see a little bit of this, well, they, we need to get educated because the redemption of this is amazing and beautiful. The way that Yeshua shows up and he meets each part it's a beautiful thing the way he um 
comforts them and he reunites with them and he heals them. It's the most amazing thing ever. And so there's great hope in it. We just have to clean ourselves because so many of us aren't willing. Yeah. When the when yeah. the Lord's at work, do you is that what you see as he reaching each individual fragmented piece of that person? Is he mending each one or is it just kind of like an overall regeneration of the of the person's will and, and spirit? I mean or it's probably different for everybody, I'm assuming, but well, well I mean it's not go ahead, Cal. Well, you, you get into it more detail, but I'll say, um, just to get it started, um, it's a combo. Like there are some primary parts and then there's some little parts and different jobs and things like that. But the primary parts, you have to work with a lot. And he um, he definitely meets them and, and works through the healing of that. But then there's smaller parts that sometimes he'll take, you know, 48 at one time. He'll say, give me everybody that's under 12 that wasn't part of the cult and he'll take them, you know, so it's different. It's a journey, but there's commonality as well. And Gina, why don't you go with, pick it up from there? If that sounds good. Yeah. I mean, it's about, you know, the spiritual side of it is evangelizing the different parts and letting them have an encounter with Christ. So discipleship is a huge part of it. Um, and then you have to have the human element. We always want to leave that out. So it's like God expects us to have relationship with man and him. And when one, you know, with the betrayals in human relationship, these guys are really crippled when it comes to human relationship. So we have to do both. We have to, as the church, be there and give them that sense of community. It's equally as beautiful. We saw in group today, um, you know, there's a couple of people getting the courage to leave their cult families and bring their children. They're trying to take their children away, but because they've had community and getting strength from one another, it helps them. They have a family again, right? And and so you have strength in that. So at the end of it all, when I spoke a little bit about this at the conference, there's something called hell programming that's in everybody. And I just call it, we, we develop our own language. They called it hell programming. So I did, but you'll find split off parts that were made to have G, you know, somebody, a drug traumatized child have somebody in the dressed up like Jesus hurt them, abuse them, be impotent. And so that's the beginning of you're rejected by Christ. You can't be saved. You know, they will have had the child pressed to do, you know, harm a puppy or a baby or whatever. And, and so it begins to be, you're rejected by God. And so then you begin to, as programming builds through the years, you'll have the parts on the backside, hate Jesus, because they'll set it up when the Christ betrayed them when they're little, they'll have somebody coming in like the devil who rescues them, saves them. And so you'll have backsides of the system that hate Christ, want nothing to do with him. And so that's a part of evangelizing. It's not just the front parts. They need to know that they, the trick and see that they were lied to and come into a relationship with Christ themselves. And that takes time. So healing and recovery is spiritual and humanity. We have to recover because betrayal, it happened with human beings as well. And, and to be whole, you've got to work on that recovery as well. 
Wow. And that is unbelievable. My gosh. Yeah. I can't. So someone actually like will dress up as a Jesus figure and come in the room and try. Wow. That is. And wow. you already have a drugged traumatized child. And, and that's, that's a cleaned up version of it. Sure. And they'll read scripture. So then, you know, we have a tendency to say, just read your Bible, read your Bible, or we'll even read scriptures over them. Well, they, they've already programmed a lot of them with the scriptures to trigger them. And so that's a whole nother thing that makes it com complex. Oh my gosh. That is so sick. I, I'm trying to wrap my brain around that, just how the level of evil to do that. It's it's bad enough, like traumatizing with all the other things. And then you take the Lord and just mock him. And oh my gosh, wow. That's the part that bothers me the most is that they've made, and it's the hardest work is for them to believe that they are not so evil at their core and that they can be saved because that's where at the end, you know, the little kid rejects God and they will literally be led to reject their human spirit. See, they have to engage the child's will and the way they do it is with a double bind. It's the damned if you do, damned if you don't. So it's like you, you, because, you know, if you just torture somebody, it doesn't make the demons get legal rights. The will must be engaged. And so you'll literally have that little child who feels they've just been rejected and hurt by Jesus. The mind will split from anger at Christ. And then there'll be like shame and many different splits. And they'll renounce, the angry part will renounce and curse God. And they'll literally have the child renounce their human spirit and have it wrapped up, have a spirit of death, encapsulate it to prevent something that seems more desperate. I know one child was so that um, their mom wouldn't be hurt. So their will gets, it's like the devil is trying to bind the child up in the beginning from anything that could be a threat to him and then keep layering the bondage with splits of the will and um, tethering to high powered entities. Anybody that's been demon possessed or uh, oppressed, I've I've seen this in Deliverance. Um, most of the time, if it's if it's one or two demons, they they have a like a fragmented piece of the mind. They they've they've got in through one of the person's vices. Maybe it's sex or something or drugs, um, and then it invites more demons in. If, if the further they get into the um, you know whatever the depravity is, but it's interesting that first they're, they're fragmenting the human side of them to get their will to submit and then letting all these entities in too. So it's like this awful mix of just like garbage filling their minds. I mean, it's amazing. These people even survive that. I mean, a lot. That's... Right? Sorry. A lot. Ahead. And Sorry. they'll begin to depend on the demons in the backside of their system as friend. And I know as crazy as this sounds to somebody that doesn't understand, but, you know, simplified version, you've got a kid being tortured and hurt and they're told, you know, ask this sun God in raw. If you ask him to come in and help you, the torture will stop. So the child does, and that gives raw a legal right. And so in the beginning, they start to get perks from the entities, right? Because they, the devil and the demons want them to see that they're better than Christ, right? You've rejected. So it starts out to be like, we'll help you do magic. We'll help you to get against your, you know, be able to uh, curse your enemies. And, and so it begins to build. You'll even have bonding like as a, 
to human to um, fallen entities, just like somebody would with a parent. And I won't get into that. That's a long story about attachment trauma used um, as base programming. But this is this is still just the pinky nail of how this stuff is put in there. Sure. It's complex. Uh, you know, I, I actually um, screenshot one of your graphics from your video, and it's cursing the brain hemispheres. And I thought this would be, <laughs> you know, an interesting thing for the folks to see. Uh, left brain logic, analysis, organization, administration, maths and science, knowledge, facts, and details. Uh, right brain, emotion, intuition, spirituality, interpersonal skills, art, music, belief, and big picture. So when when you say they um, fragment the mind, I know there's that, I forgot the name of it, the middle part of the brain that actually connects the hemispheres. Um, mm -hmm. I forgot the, Corpus callosum. Corp, that's the one. Um, I wouldn't be able to pronounce it anyway, but yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's what basically um, electronically connects one side to the other, correct? Um, and they actually sever that so that the two halves of the brain cannot communicate. Am I correct in that? or am I? They don't sever it, okay. but they do activities that make, because, you know, when you get a child, the brain's not fully developed till about 21 to 23. So if you're getting little two, three and four year olds, they tell them they're, they have the ability through programming to lay down the wiring networks of the brain, right? As it develops. And so one of the things that they do, it's called split brain programming is that they'll teach the children. Um, they'll say something to the effect of um, we want to teach our brains to, to, they can either be friends or they can not be friends. We're going to help the right brain and the left brain not work together. And they do something called jumping. So instead of letting um, the, the memories and the communication go from one hemisphere to the other through the corpus callosum, they literally teach the child to jump from one side of their brain to another. And that makes like wiring bridges over the corpus callosum. And it actually aids in a further way of dividing the human being because you've got memory networks because by teaching the child that habit, and, 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 you know, I didn't bring my notes to read to you the exactly how it's done. Um, it actually will restructure the brain. So it's not operating like somebody who wasn't programmed through the corpus callosum. So they don't sever it, but they're teaching the brain to skip over and not go through the corpus callosum. And it's like hiding again, what the left hand is doing. So the right hand doesn't know. But the good news is that can be rewired through therapy and these other. They, yeah. um, yeah, it takes some practice. The brain is, you know, it's placid. It can change. Um, but you'll, you'll often have these people. I don't know if Kelly, you can speak to this too. They speak in circular. Uh, once you start breaking down their programming, they sort of talk around their elbow to get to their thumb. That's because of that wiring of the brain. Um, circular talking, some people call it, and you'll be like, what are you trying to say? Um, but yes, it, it's why they have to have new experiences. It's not just telling them, you know, go trust Jesus. They have, you rewire the brain with new connections and new wiring by healthy relationships, sitting in the presence of somebody while you're crying and hurting. And so that's helping rewire the brain. Does that make sense? The, the experiential. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Stuff.
Yeah, the antidote ultimately is love, like true just, love. I was just gonna say that, yeah. Kelly. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All they really think about this. This is just a little child. It could be a baby. I mean, sometimes it's even in the womb. What do they want? All they want is mommy and daddy to love them. They, that's what they want. That's what they still want, and they never got. And worse, worse than never getting, they ended up being the ones abusing them half the time. And doing all these things because so much of this is generational, not all, but a lot of it. And so that's ultimately the antidote, along with, you know, Yeshua. And there's work to do. Well, there's, you know, different things, different tools, different uh, modules and things to do to aid in that. But that's really the answer. And that's why the church and the body of Christ needs to rise up. And that's the other thing, too, is that we don't really realize who we are. You know, scripture says that, that the earth is waiting for the children of, of Yah to rise up mm -hmm. and understand who they are. And that, along with those who have learned to love, those together can make the huge difference in this. Amen. I feel like that's why they took out the nurture, like in foster care. They kind of, they, they've removed the nurture and they, they, they actually tell the workers that you're you're too nurturing or there's boundaries and they do this, you know, you got to put the boundaries right here and you have a bubble and you're not allowed to go around this bubble and you shouldn't hug the children. And, you know, there's all of this stuff that they, they put in your head to where you're, you're almost afraid to like have a connection with the child, you know, like they tell you, like, don't, don't talk about yourself. Don't, you know, like, it, it, it's to build this wall that uh, you you just don't have this connection with the child and it really does take all the nurture and love out of uh, the child's environment completely yep oh, attachments yeah. everything go ahead Kelly oh, I was just saying it's infiltrated everything they're they're trying to implement that with everything with um, you know the, even the five got to watch what you say you can't you know don't hug and even with the clinicians you can't do this you can't do that i mean they're putting so many boundaries not mm -hmm. good so that the love can't flow through and human touch like sometimes i'll just, just touch their hands some so they could feel a nice touch you know a touch that's loving because that's not what they've experienced and, and they can just, it it's, makes a huge difference. Is that an immediate yeah. effect or do you, I mean, I would think that some that have been sexually abused, they could actually take that in a different, you know, way. Or do they understand well, would, that the way you're rubbing their hand is not the way their handler or somebody else was abusing Oh, yeah. Them? I, okay. I wouldn't walk right up to somebody the first time I met them. You know, you, mm -hmm. you have to right. be and, you know, ask permission and things like that. But... I'm talking about after um, they trust me, they know I'm safe yeah. and with different parts and young parts come up and, and I'm just trying to help them know that they're safe now, that the bad people aren't there anymore, that, you know, this realm can be good because so many of them are used to going, leaving their body to escape the pain. And so, yeah. 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 And, you know, Anybody who, my daughter is adopted and she had reactive attachment disorder. I mean, anybody with an attachment disorder and these, that describes these people, you have to 
of course you ask and you build trust first, but bonding is, is built upon touch, eye to eye contact, laughing together, the sharing of two people and connecting. It releases oxytocin, the binding, the um, bonding hormone. Um, all of those things are critical for the healing of anybody with an attachment disorder. And so, yeah, I'm shocked that you say that, Sylvia, that's horrible yeah. um, because mm -hmm. that's exactly what they need. Of course, you build trust and you ask and you wait for them. And when they start to trust you again and, and want to be with you, then the anger comes out. That's when they start the acting out because behind yeah. that, if I love you again, the anger that all the betrayal, all the hurt. And so they start to act out and a lot of people will push them away. But when you get to the acting out, you've gotten to the gold. That's the best part. You wanted that part of them to come out. That's the part that needs a new experience. The angry parts, the you know. But yeah, yeah that makes me sad that you say that, Sylvia. They say don't do the attachment stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all backwards. And then also like when they start acting out, like you're saying, that's when the foster parent drops them because they're like, oh, they're acting out. I can't handle them. So then they're moved and it starts all over, right? Yeah. So it's just a it's just a cycle of like, you know, just attachment trauma. Let mm -hmm. me try to earn your trust and then you're gonna shatter it, which is what we'll get into maybe another time about how programming is built upon attachment and then breaking of it for the worst kind yeah. of trauma there is. Um, I'd like to rewind just a little bit because I what is the reasoning for the programming in the first place? Is is there like buyers waiting to take these children? Let's let's go with children. Uh, let's say a little five-year-old child is being programmed. Is there somebody waiting in line to buy that child for a specific purpose? I mean, whether it's sexual deviancy or you know, to traffic the child. I mean, is that the reasoning behind it? I mean, I ultimately I know it's the enemy, it's it's the devil himself, but is, is there like a market and then these handlers are kind of like the pimps for the child? So it's, it's different ones, like different, even different parts within one person could have different jobs. Um, but there's making money through sex trafficking. There's making money through drugs. There's making money through running guns. There is super soldiers being formed. There is, um, Using um, espionage, blackmail, you'll have little kids. So many of my clients were to set up people by the child seducing somebody to be filmed and compromised. Every child has a job from the beginning. They determine before they program the child what their many different jobs, but they'll also have a primary job. You know, it can be if you've got somebody, these are your people in doctor's offices and places where they can, if somebody tries to escape, they can just mess with the files or in banking there's so many um you know rusty's darl say the same thing i say there are millions in this nation alone but they have an army and the army serves the luciferians and the the 13 bloodlines right and it's like everybody has their own little branch if you're under the 13 bloodlines of their little army of people to do their bidding so sex trafficking is just a small part of that i've worked with families multiple families where the entire family is sex trafficked right and it's like 
the front hand, I've had a mom even come to me begging me to help her because her child was being sex trafficked. And you work with them and you find out the mom was the one opening the door, right? Because the whole family's got all of these barriers and walls. I've had, you know, families who come to me who had multiple kids of their own and adopted children from another nation. And those children who were teenagers came in and programmed their youngest four children because you get kid on kid assaults. Yeah. Um, it's it's just evil propagating itself, but it serves the whole Luciferian agenda. Which it's bigger than sex trafficking. Sure. Yeah. It's just that sex is all, almost always involved quite a bit, especially even with the trauma. It's always involved. But I, in my mind, ultimately, this is um, Satan building his army, you know, for the end time war. Mm -hmm. He's building his body. He's building, you know, for the war. And just like Yeshua is building his body for the war, you know, not just for the war, but he's building us up. He's preparing us for the end times, according to scripture. You know, eventually it will come to that. I think you're muted. I hit the wrong button. Who, sorry. me? Um, no, I was. Gina. I was. No, I think it's it's ironic. Yeah, it happens at least once a show. <laughs> uh, it's ironic that the devil offers, you know, so-called um, peace and security and all these things that are, are uh, anti-God, right? Are, are they are their qualities of God, right? They're um, parts of of the God we serve. But he comes and offers that, and then never actually gives it to them. They actually have to submit and become a slave uh, to his will. And that's, that's the bitter irony, because I know there are people that willingly do this. Now, we're not talking about those people tonight. We're talking about people that have been programmed and against their own will. So they're being enslaved uh, intentionally, which is just mind-blowing in itself. But I guess, how does, how does the um, programming, like, like codes work? Like, I mean, there's colors I know that trigger people. There might be a different pattern or a sound, frequency, things like that. Like, can you talk a little bit to that? You want to do Kelly or me? You can go with it. Yeah. Um, traumatic memory is stored in the brain in a different way than just normal day-to-day -day memory. Um, when it's dissociated, um, because there's a threat to life, it's encapsulated. Every detail like is remembered. When you deal with somebody's repressed memory, they can sit and tell you a fly on the wall because your brain says, you must remember this. Your life depends on it. And so just the nature of trauma that while they're splitting the mind off, they can um, add certain codes frequencies in their ears a certain sound they'll sometimes do it on both sides of the body they'll hit a switch and flood the room in a certain color light um, there can be taste mm -hmm. sounds and so if these things numbers you know uh, that might be used to call call back up the parts if a programmer wants to build on the programming you know you have a series of words that sound like jumbo or um, numbers that would call the part back up. And then you may have um, symbols like say an umbrella or something, which is one of the criminal programs, umbrella programming while the child's being hurt. And so when that mind fragments off, that code can become a retrieval cue. 
So you may have something simple. I've seen this actually been present for this before. So let's say that you have a part while that the mind is being tortured and split off and programmed that they have a certain frequency going in one ear. And then they let the child know when you hear this sound, this means that you meet us outside of the house at midnight. We're going to a ritual or we're going to be sex trafficked. Well, the child gets out of school or wherever they're programmed. It's behind a dissociative wall. The child's highly motivated, the presenter child, the one who does every day, day-to-day life. They don't want to look at what's behind that dissociative wall because it's got a big, horrible trauma torture behind it. So they're motivated not to look within their own mind so they don't suffer. But you'll have somebody, let's say Susie gets an eight o'clock call. She picks up the phone and that same frequency happens. That was for that back part of the system. She looks at it and goes, what the heck is this? A wrong number. But the other part of the mind that was hurt is highly motivated because they remember they were hurt if they don't obey. And so at 12 o'clock, that part pops up, goes outside to be picked up. It can be a child. This is a way that children are sex trafficked or you know it can be um you know children who are from just normal middle class america or tell your mom when you get this signal you're spending the night with jane right front part doesn't remember they don't look behind that dissociative wall but the part who was programmed to know that frequency sound symbol whatever it is will obey under the duress of the trauma having to relive it or be heard again My gosh, it's so (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm just trying to like absorb all this because it's and I've watched both of your stuff, you know, but it's when you hear it, there's a part of you that just doesn't want to believe it. You're like, come on, this just can't be happening. It cannot. But it's so demonic, so evil. I mean, it's just pure evil. And these poor kids are just they're just tools in their tool bag. It's it's so disgusting. Oh my gosh. Um, I wanted to go to the, um, I had a couple things written down here that I wanted to, to cover. Um, okay. So the so-called grassroots movement of all these, you know, the gender fluidity and uh, BLM and all these things, how do those start? Because I don't, it's, it's, there's the narrative that, you know, it's, it's an activist and it's some guy that organizes a small group of people. And then maybe someone funds them through some, you know, some maybe local fundraising and then it grows into this big movement, but that's not necessarily what's happening. So can you explain that? Uh, well, this would be uh, Gina's specialty with the com. <laughs> <laughs> so Gina, take it away. Right. Yeah. So all of these programs, you know, the defund the police, no borders, green deal, gender fluidity, they were put in kids in schools, daycares, the goal being to have the breakdown of our society so that America would fall. You know, the whole goal of this is to bring in the new world order. These are the Illuminati soldiers to bring in the new world order and the program children's break break down family, break down society, make everybody fight among themselves. And it, in their programming um, is that at a time when there's um, lots of cataclysmic events, you know, like meteors and volcanoes and, and world war, civil breakdown, that there's going to be something called 
um, the purge and release the beast where and where the programming, the angry parts, the wrathful parts inside of these children are called up to just carry out civil carnage and that the Antichrist will come in after this event, this Mad Max, if you saw my decode when that happened, and he comes in and it looks like he's God, right? He can fix it all. He can send out the codes and stop everybody fighting and harming each other among that. And then he comes out with all this science and this, you know, great, all this science that they've held back. And he looks like the good guy. It'll just cost you your soul right, to be part of that system, and so these programs that you just named, and, and I just named, are part of that plan of the Luciferian army to break down society, and begin us fighting in, in, in chaos, and that trauma, they hope to program those of us who are not programmed by having such trauma in our culture and society with war and, and, and just civil unrest and families fighting each other, that we are programmed. We are easily um, led when the Antichrist comes, that we just, just like the program child, we'll do anything to make it stop. Okay, yeah, just make it. And so, but we know from scripture that God's people won't be deceived, right? He's not going to lose any of his own, but that's what their plan is with those um, programs. And I was speaking of them before they happened. Some of you guys may remember, I, I guess one of the easiest ones that comes to mind, remember Chaz when they um, yeah. had that autonomous zone and you saw that the symbol was the pink and black umbrella. Yes. The umbrella programming is a program in people. It's a criminal um, activities type program to help do all kinds of criminal activities. But y'all may remember that when people were uh, going and burning cities and, and with bricks busting through windows, the bricks would already be there. They would bust the people in yep. and you saw handlers. That's what they were walking around with pink and black umbrellas. They were all dressed in black and carrying a um, walkie talkie. I sat yeah. when I first saw that I was in shock because I had a child who drew all that out. She called it the black t-shirt club. She, she was about six when she did it and she drew, she said, they're going to be wearing, this was black lives matter movement. And she's like, they're going to be wearing black hoodies and it's going to be under the goddess nut who's seeing it. And, and, and when I saw that, she's like, and the violence is going to act out. It's about the black and the whites fighting each other. I about, flipped out the first time that I saw the movement of the Black Lives Matter because I had worked with a little African-American child with that. Wow. Same for gender fluidity. The same child had the, they have parts that are, um, they'll tape up the genitals and do all kinds of crazy stuff to make you think that you're not the sex you are um, and have this gender fluidity, all kinds of crazy stuff. But those are programs. They're not organic things that started up in our society. That's why you, um, they didn't start up organically that's why you'll hear people like Rand Paul and stuff say when he was attacked he's like there's no reasoning there's nobody there when they're violent and they're doing that it, they're programmed and if they don't obey they're flooded with trauma memories or these demonic entities that they gave um, inroads to will torment the heck out of them if they don't follow through with their program hmm. wow. that makes a lot of sense 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the the peaceful protests, and you know, it, and it's the programming was everywhere, Dina. I kept thinking, like you, you know, I yeah. I would I try not to watch the news, uh, the news, like, but um, I would watch it just to see what they were saying, to see what the programming was, and it was so obvious what they were trying to do. But if if you're on the other side of this thing, if you don't have Christ as your center, if you don't have the Holy Spirit inside of you, and you don't have discernment, you're gonna fall for this stuff. A lot of people did. I had a lot of family members that I couldn't convince. I said, how do you not see this? You know, but when, when that veils in front of your eyes, it's, it, you're blind. You just don't know. And I've, of, I've often said like, you know, without the, the Holy Spirit living inside of you, without being born again, it, you might as well, it's like being born blind, right? If I said red to somebody that's been born blind, they don't know what red means. They have no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's that blindness, that spiritual blindness that we're up against with family members, friends, uh, and that's why it's so critical to lead them to Christ so that they can have discernment and see the signs of the times. And these grassroots movements, so to speak, the, the origin of them, origins of them, I always knew it wasn't uh, what they said it was, but this is an aspect I didn't consider. Um, I just thought, okay, well, maybe George Soros is funding these things, which he is, but um, I just didn't know that it was a level of programming that it was now when you were watching it like if you were watching you know fox news or something and they were showing it live did you see anything like in the background that you're like oh my gosh there's there's you know a color or or a pattern every or time all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah the, that's what I the decoding yeah. is not mm-hmm. like my thing right i only mm-hmm. did it um to sit in having deprogrammed these people for 15 years i came to learn the language because you're seeing all their symbols and what they mean and here's this program and so it's a whole language based on symbols and so i realized that i could go to twitter i could go to any of the social media and you can look at government people and different people and they're sending codes right when you sit and you see somebody post something that just looks ridiculous like what what are they posting this for it's a code almost always like and so it's it's everybody has their people under them you've got you know the higher up leaders and then they'll have tiers of people under them until you get down to the little guy neighborhoods and so these codes are passed um, to run and give give cues and, and orders to um, this army. Um, and so I just kind of realized that I could sit and go um, like music and movies and stuff like that are all the programming playbooks. And so when you have an event like a Super Bowl or the Commonwealth Games or certain fashion shows, presidential speeches those are activation times where they'll pull from the playbook and tell that army what to do with codes and and you'll see it like there's been different times when everybody was wearing polka dots you know what i mean and you're like okay is that the latest fad or what no they're sending a com or everybody's wearing purple now you know that's a com Yeah, the purple. I remember uh, Hillary, it was all of them, Kamala, Hillary, they were all wearing purple. And I'm like, gosh, that's weird. They what did they all just go to their closet that that day? And they just, you know, coincidentally picked the same thing. Um, I believe that was that for the inauguration. I can't remember what that was. But uh, yeah, it. it, Yeah, and actually, that kind of goes with this. I I had another screenshot from one of your uh, videos, Gina was the uh, mind control army conducted by a tiered system. And 
this is this was very interesting with the comms uh tier zero tier one tier two three they, that now is this their um do they call it this or is this what you're calling it just so we can label it something and understand it it's how it works and i okay. just call it a tier you can call gotcha. it a level but <laughs> gotcha. um it's <laughs> because when you start working with people and i do not name names of who mm -hmm. but you know they tell you names and it's like everybody will answer to their higher up. So when I'm deprogramming somebody and you go through, you begin to find up who their handlers, their higher ups, and their people that you would know, right? And so you begin to see how these communications come down through their system to the various parts. And so I just put up this explanation. But, but yeah, so the way that this mind control army is directed and it's worldwide the same symbols work for everybody around the world an umbrella means an umbrella in every movie every song it's the same representation across the world and so like tier one you know we know in scripture that the kingdoms of this world belong to satan until christ takes them over right when jesus um, was in the desert and Satan said if you'll bow down and worship me I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world Jesus didn't say they're not yours right and so the rulers of this world really are the fallen entities and the hybrids and that's what rituals are about it's having these things manifest it's the Luciferians seeking them out asking their directives for the world and so your tier one world leaders public figures um, the Illuminati stuff like that are getting their orders from these fallen entities and then you'll have them come out and do a calm one that's very easy to see um, is Hillary Clinton up here you guys will remember we've never seen people wearing bright purple lapels and ties right they wanted to save this activation for something very special and so she turns up at her concession speech wearing purple lapels this is when we first saw the purple purple is the color for my people called it end of the world programming, but it means the end of their internal programming world that they have in their programming two stages of activities and complex programming before the Antichrist comes in. She was activating stage one when she came into that concession speech. So in tier one, she's the world sees her in the purple, her and, and Bill. So then you start to see tier two pick up that calm because you've got to get it to the masses. We're activating stage one of the end time program into the world end time program. And so you start to see the media and entertainment pick it up. That's when we saw the Super Bowl that you had the Purple Rain um, tribute to um, what's his name? Prince. Prince. Prince, yeah. And so you see a picture down there at the bottom. It was in Minneapolis. That's the symbol of Prince. And at the end of the Super Bowl, they painted the whole city of Minneapolis purple, coated it in purple light, just like when those children would have been programmed and the room is bathed in that purple light. What was the first city after the George yeah. Floyd killing that wow. the, the stuff broke out? It was Minneapolis. That was a sure code. Was. Okay, and if you look at the whole album of Prince with that symbol, what's it all about? It's about the city, people breaking out into the city. Go look up at the video because that is your script. Um, was that album by Prince? Look at his video about the violence. The kids come out of the nightclub and they go and start tearing up the cities and jumping on police cars. 
So that was a code. And then you saw also right after that, you saw the Emmys for one year, one year only, they had a purple carpet instead of a red. They tried to say the front story was that, you know, the, the red carpet got flooded. Well, they could have bought another red carpet. It was probably easier to find than a purple, but that was a code going out. It was letting them know, activate stage one, purple end of the end times program. Up here, you have all the women at Joe Biden's inauguration, all of those shades of purple. That was stage two activation because you had some years between um, Hillary and them. This is showing it's not just stage one. Everybody's wearing purple. And we've seen. And so that's a real simplified version of a code. And it would go down from tier one in the media where you saw it and you start to see it happen locally. So you would see flashes in news, local news, purple backgrounds with certain ways that lines go that mean something, whether they're horizontal, vertical and all that stuff, until you finally get down to the individual people. So that's how a broad calm starts up at the top and goes down. And that's just a real uh, broad brush stroke of how it works. Yeah, I'm sorry to bounce around tonight. I, I'm just trying to pick your brains on a lot of different subjects. We'll we'll have the ladies back on and we'll kind of narrow it down and do a show specifically on certain things um, at another time. But I I wanted the audience to see the broad range of, of programming that you ladies cover and, and the decodes and all that stuff. I just find it absolutely fascinating. And and it's it's right in plain sight. It always is. Their symbols are in plain sight. The program is in plain sight. Everything's been there for a long time. I call it the Babylonian system. I know other people call it other things, but uh, I do believe we are at the end of that Babylonian system. I think that mm -hmm. whole pyramid's about to fall. It's about to crumble. Um, mm -hmm. So that is the encouraging part of this. And I'm, I'm excited about the other side when the healing comes, but it is going to be a lot of work. And I think Christians in general um, have disappointed me more than I think anybody because they should know. Uh, and the church, I, I, I feel bad. I, I feel like I rail against the church a lot, but it's, it's not necessarily, it's not my brothers and sisters. It's the structure. It's what they've built. And it's part of this Babylonian system. And that part has to mm -hmm. go. That's why he's sifting it right now. He's shaking everything that can be shaken so that we can have a, a, a spotless and wrinkle-free bride for the groom. And that has to happen, folks. That's why, you know, when I hear everybody talking about the, the pre-trib rapture, I'm just like biting my tongue because I'm like, first of all, if you know the origins of the pre-trib rapture, it kind of might change your mind there too. But it just bothers me because so many Christians have been brainwashed, talk about programming, brainwashed <laughs> to sit on their hands and wait for Jesus to come back in the clouds and take them away and all their troubles go away. I'm, I'm pretty sure Jesus said you're going to have tribulations in this life. <laughs> There's going to be problems in this life. And, you know, you read the book of Revelation and Christians are being beheaded. So I don't mm -hmm. know where this, this, you know, well, I know where it comes from. It goes back to the 1850s. But it's, it's the 501c3. It's all these things together that have molded a, a plastic Christianity that has to be broken and melted down and made into something stronger and new and i i think we're getting there i really think that that's where he's bringing us right now that great shifting or sifting and then a great shift a red sea moment maybe some call it uh where things are going to change now does that mean the world's going to be some perfect you know heaven on earth no of course not i mean we know that obviously the antichrist will come uh we know that there will be great deception but i just don't think we're there yet I, now is it 
you know, 20 years away, 50 years away. I, I have no idea. We're not to date set, but I, I think we're all on the same page with this. I, I see you guys shaking your head. So hopefully you agree with, <laughs> with what I'm saying. If not, that's okay. You know, but, people yeah. talk that you talk about the rapture, waiting for the rapture. It's not a rescue. It's not like God is coming back because he has to save us from the devil. I believe that he's coming back to a church to take out a church that has overcome, that we're leaving in strength because we have been purified and we have overcome the world, not because he's going to pop us out because Satan is so powerful. Um, that's just not scriptural, <laughs> you know, just like Enoch's taken up. There was no death exactly. in him. Like he had to be taken because he couldn't even die. And I just want people to know on this end note, it's like, when Satan comes in like a flood, God raises the standard against him. We just have to position ourselves in Christ. The powers of the age to come are coming to the body of Christ. He's getting the mixture out of us now so he can pour out his power. The Bible says in the end time that we're going to shine like the stars. And, and so it's like we're not without hope. This is our deliverance. God permits the Antichrist to rise. The devil likes to make people think that he's got all this power, but he must act in the permissive will of God. And so his trickery is to make you think when the Antichrist comes that, look, we have all the power. No, he was permitted. And he's, it's permitted mm -hmm. to happen because it's going to make us come out of the world and cling to our God wholly. And we're, not, we're going to be anointed. Right. He's not going to leave us. We don't have to work this up in our own strength. He doesn't expect us to. So I want people to be encouraged. The real church, this yeah. is our deliverance. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Kelly, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I'm in agreement with everything you all have been saying. I think the church is in a, a type of mind control themselves that they have just been nursing on milk for so long. Um, that they all just want happy vibes and kumbaya. Everybody's running for a prophetic word to build them up. Um, I literally have some people like, no, don't talk. You know, I, I need to keep my my energy well and uh, up and, you know, happy. And listen, what you do is to be sealed up enough that this stuff doesn't bother you, that it bounces off mm -hmm. you, that you can stand and you can trample on scorpions and snakes because that's what they are that's what there is these people and there's so so many there there are brothers and sisters are everywhere and if we i have a teaching on my website that's called living a sealed up life if we would just do that none of this really bothers you that much i yeah. mean it bothers that this has happened to people but in terms of fighting the enemy, it's a, just a no-brainer. You know, with the father next to you, it's just a no-brainer. It's just a matter of um, having faith in him, knowing who you are, and taking him out. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, the church, I don't know. We've been taught to be scared or something, and I, I don't. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. I, I keep saying that, but it's it has been a level of programming on the body of Christ. And I guess you can go back to the 1850s with Darby when the whole you know pre-trib thing really started. That's pretty much the genesis of this. 
and you just see and then the 501c3 creeps in in the mid 50s and then they kind of they kind of tie the hands of the church and i know um i think actually um I think Gina, you were with Mark Phillips, Mark Phil, Mark Taylor on um, a couple broadcasts, and I remember when Mark was talking about the five hundred one c three. I said, "Oh gosh, he gets it. He knows what's going on. Like somebody understands what's going on." And I thought it was brilliant how he laid it out that if the five hundred one c three is the head of your church, then Jesus isn't. That's a real problem. You've become <laughs> you've become a a, a corporation. You know, and we're yeah. we're to be the body of Christ. We're we're his hands and feet. We're going out doing spreading the gospel and doing the good works. And he's the head directing us. Well, if the head is the government, you don't have a church. You don't I mean you have a church, it's just not the one of Jesus Christ. And that's that's a level of programming that has been going on for a long time. And then when you have the government holding rituals, which I know from the people I work with in the White House. You've just given the devil the legal right at when you put the government, your head to come into your church and have access. The devil's a legalist. So if you're doing the 501c3 and you're saying government be my head, whatever demons are attached and serve in the government and worship there have freedom to come into you. And we wonder why we're weak and yeah. Yeah, it's it, we're going to be a powerful church. I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yes. And it, it's sad because so many people I know that are in the church do not get this. They don't understand it. Uh, the church I go to is a very small church. We have about 25, 30 people on, on average. And so most of them are on the same page. But I have friends that, you know, we've been brothers and sisters in Christ for, you know, a dec two decades now. And they're like, oh, brother, no, man, it's it's getting ready to wrap up. And I'm like, you need to be ready. Like, Come on, this is the greatest time ever. Aren't I'm okay. I'm excited about what's coming. I can't wait. It's Me gonna too. be it's gonna be so rewarding for us as brothers and sisters in Christ to see what God is doing in the earth at that time. I mean, this is what some the prophets saw. And we're gonna be able to live through that and and encourage others and bring people into the kingdom. I think like what greater reward is there on this earth than that? I'm excited. I don't know. I, I and don't when you know him, see, that shows, you know, that you know yeah. him because when mm -hmm. you know, God is good and you know him personally, and you've seen him come in at the hardest times, yes. you're not afraid to work with people who've That's, been through amen. this because you know, you're God. And there's just too many people in the church that don't really know him. And that's why he's shaking it up, right? Some people are stubborn and it's going to take their life being threatened before they'll run to him. But that shows me, hon, that you know him because he is your hope there's nothing to fear he is as good as he says he is you know that's the difference the only and reason it, i do these podcasts is because of him <laughs> he told me four years ago this is what i want you to do and i kept saying no but uh eventually i had a prophetic word from a friend of mine that says you better do this so <laughs> i knew it was the lord yeah i was just gonna say and it's already happening it's not like we have to wait mm -hmm. for him I mean, he is going to move in a bigger way, but for those who are willing to go into the, the deep end here, he is right there with us. And we are already having those encounters with him on a daily basis. And it's, there is nothing like that. people are missing out. Yeah. Those who say, oh, are missing out. Yeah, it's sad. I, I'm really sad for a lot. I mean, I, look, they're our brothers and sisters. So obviously this is in love when we say these things. I mean, I'm not trying to uh, disparage them or anything it's just it's time to wake up this is the time you don't want to miss this like you're going to see like you know think about the israelites when god was leading them out of egypt and they come to they come to the river and, and 
they're like, okay, oh no, we're all going to die. We're going to die. And then, you know, Moses raises the <laughs> staff and the whole thing. Like, that's an amazing event to see and to see the fire by day or the smoke by day and the fire by night and all that. Like, God's glory. And, and we're going to enter a season where we're going to be seeing his divine hand on this earth moving on our behalf for his church, for his bride. I just think that's, how can you not get excited about that? How can you not want to see something like that? And, you know, I don't know how exactly he's going to do it. I don't know what, what he shakes, what he doesn't shake, but that's not up to me. He's God. I'm just some guy that he's called to do some things. And you're three ladies that he's called to do some things. And there's the people in the audience have been called, but we have to follow our gifts. We stay in our lane and great things are going to come for the church and, and for this age. And we're going to see so many people coming to God. I, I keep saying it's going to be so easy there, yes. There's people that I see people in my own family and I, I'm wondering if you guys see the same thing. I'm seeing people waking up in my family that I would have never thought would wake up. And it's because of the terrible things we've had to endure for the last, you know, yes. three years. It's really like got them to think differently, got them out of their own little box. Are you seeing that too? Absolutely. There's no other way. We had to go through this for our brothers and sisters to wake up and we get more serious too. Had to be. Mm -hmm. yeah, we, we do get more serious. 2020 was a real turning point. There's so many ministries mm -hmm. started and so, so many new things that he started doing right at 2020. So, you know, it's the raising of that standard. When the enemy came in with COVID, he raised that standard. He um, activated a lot of his children into whatever their position was. And yep. he said, he said that he would, everything that was hidden at the time of the end, everything that was hidden in darkness would be shouted from the rooftops. So we're seeing Disney government, all of that. It's been here all along the corruption, but what is it doing? It's causing us come out of Babylon, my children, so that you don't partake of her judgment and her plagues. We're going, oh gosh, I didn't know I was part of that system. And so we're coming out of her before her judgment. This is all God. We've just got to look at it in the right way. Again, our deliverance. This is. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the pers perspective. We've been narrated something. You know, there's a lot of, I think, well-meaning pastors and teachers in the past. And even when I was a young Christian, I remember watching some, some of these guys on TV and talking about the end times. And you've been taught this, you know, narrative over and over and over again where you just start believing you're like okay yeah that they, these guys know the bible so this must be what's going to happen and they've been wrong <laughs> over and over and over again so do you think the church wasn't infiltrated too with some false absolutely. doctrines That's yeah a, yes there is a deep state church folks absolutely yeah, yeah. And the, the 501c it is and, and it can't be that i always say that the truth rises to the top it always does you cannot suppress it it will rise to the top and that's, that's what's exciting because it is coming to the top. Sylvia's heard me say that a million times. I tell her, don't worry, mm -hmm. the truth's going to come out. It always comes to the top. And he just, but it's, it requires patience on our behalf. We have to rely on him and we kind of, we do our thing. We stay in our lane. We stick with our gifts and let him do the rest. He's doing the heavy lifting. It's not us. We just yield the vessel, right? I'm yielded. What do you want to do with me? That's, that's yeah. it. <laughs> That's it. And I know your ministries are going to be huge parts of this, this harvest. Uh, I told Sylvia rescue the fosters. I don't think she's, ex she, she has no idea what's coming for rescue the fosters. I, it's going to be, it's going to be a center, a hub for sure. And, and I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of, you know, 
helping these children that have been so traumatized and, and parents that have had their children ripped from their arms out of their homes, like the, like the Gestapo shows up at their front door. Like this stuff has to stop. It's evil. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if we don't stand against evil, who's going to? I mean, do we expect the world to do that? It's supposed to be the church. Okay. That's what we're called yeah. to do. That's what lights my fire, ladies, every day. Like, I just think like somebody's got to say something. You can't just sit around anymore or we lose everything. Yeah, absolutely. I get frustrated sometimes. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> I, get, yeah, I, like I, the, I like the fire. Well, yeah. <laughs> yep. He's bringing our, together people with fire. We're finding our yep. family members. That's what it is. That's exactly. We're not point. odd men out anymore. We were mm -hmm. isolated for a long time and we had to see, will we stand when nobody's standing with us? That's but cool. now he's taking those who stood and he's bringing us together and the fire is getting hot. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely Amen. being stoked. And whether in season or out of season, you know, and, and I remember the season, it does seem like we are coming into a season where it's going to be very easy for the gospel to go forth, where we, you know, give it a few years ago, it wasn't so easy. I remember under Obama, I mean, no one wanted to hear the gospel. <laughs> Not, I, you, couldn't, you couldn't pay somebody to listen to the gospel. But I have noticed now people are more open because they're spiritual. You know, I'm, I, well, I'm spiritual. And then they, you know, I, you, if, if you can get in, through the back door of that little crack and you can kind of give them the spiritual side they want to hear, but then you, you lead them down the road of the gospel. I, they're very open to it right now. I've noticed that several times, like they're just, they're willing to listen and not argue anymore. And that shows me that God's doing something in the hearts of men. He's, he's pouring out his spirit upon us, all his, all yeah. flesh. He said he would pour it out upon all flesh. I think we're mm -hmm. in those days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So ladies, <laughs> um, Let's see. Let me pull up your, before we go here, let me pull up your websites again. What a, oh gosh, you guys were amazing. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I'm, I look forward to more shows in the future and I definitely want to put a panel together. If you guys are open to it, I think that would be so fun. Um, I actually have yeah. a friend who's a, a deliverance minister. Uh, I do shows with her every now and then her name's Miko. Um, I, like I said, Joe Jordan from CE4 research with the alien abductions. I think we could hit it from all these different angles and show how it's it's the same evil it, it's not you know it's it's he's he's an intelligent creature he's intelligently evil and nefarious and he needs to be exposed and i think if we can do it from different angles that's always a good thing for the body of christ so we will not be deceived uh ladies and gentlemen this is their website this is oops oh gosh <laughs> we we don't need to hear that again <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, warriorbridesministries.com. Uh, that is uh, Kelly's ministry. You can go and join the fight. There's also a donate button down here, folks. If you feel so inclined, you can donate to her ministry. They are doing great work. You're, you're down in uh, Marietta, correct, Georgia? Yeah, down in Georgia, right? Mm -hmm. Georgia, yep, yep. And uh, Sylvia just attended their conference, which was... Did that... Amazing. By the way, I, I meant to ask, was that videoed? Is that available online? Yeah. Actually, it is. Um, the Saturday was like, like 13 hours long, so we're in the middle of breaking mm. that up. But we have a few of the teachers already broken up and um, put online. But that's something that will be on all the way done within a week or two. Excellent. Yeah, yeah that was for that. Uh, yes, that was yeah. amazing. You can yeah, also that you follow. Oh, go ahead, Kelly. 
part that was part of the gathering. It was uh, tons of frontliners mm -hmm. together, everybody hitting it from a different angle and um, networking and getting to know each other. And so you'll have to come to the next one. We have one a year. Oh, I would love to. I would love to. I we had yeah, uh, Christina Garcia on. Yeah, I would love mm -hmm. it. Uh, we had Christina Garcia on just um, a couple weeks ago. She was great too. I yeah. know she was at your conference. Yeah. Uh, Warrior yeah. Bride Ministries. You can follow Kelly over there on X. Uh, AKA Twitter, whatever it's called nowadays. That is, um, <laughs> actually, you know what? I, I forgot. I put the links in the description so you can just click on the links there. Also, you can visit Gina's website at gina-phillips.com. All her great information is there. This is a great video. I've watched that a couple times now. You'll really enjoy that. That Now, that is the teaching, Gina, that we, we kind of touch the surface of that tonight, but this is a very detailed teaching of all the things we discussed with the programming and decodes. So I think you'll enjoy that. You can also follow Gina on X at Gina, P-H-I-947-24925. Uh, and again, those links are all in the description below the video, folks, on Rumble and also on Pilled. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I It was such a pleasure, and my gosh, like... I'm going to, I have a headache because there was so much information. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'll go back. I usually watch these over again because I love just hearing it and taking it in for a second, second time and getting more uh, in depth with it. But I look forward to having both of you back at uh, not too long. I think we need to, it would be really good if we could do this. I don't know if you guys want to do like a regular basis thing, but if, you know, maybe every six weeks or something, if you want to come back for an hour or two and discuss yeah certain topics rather than kind of all over the, the place like we were tonight that would be really fun yeah. i yeah, like your fire was... i like you guys yeah. oh thank you <laughs> Thanks. i love gina's fire yeah <laughs> sometimes it's i don't know i i'm very emotional when it comes to to my faith because i'm just i'm i'm 21 years into my faith and i'm more on fire than i've ever been and i know what god has been telling me for the last four years and and i I just told Sylvia this yesterday that there is, he has put certain things in me that I haven't disclosed to some of the people that watch me, but, and they're starting to happen right now. So I'm very encouraged by that. He's shown me political leaders that their days, days are numbered. He's shown me several things that I'm, I'm excited about. Um, I don't have all the details of it. Um, I had one vision about Donald Trump that was very interesting. Um, so I'm, I, that's why I try to encourage my brothers and sisters. And, and even when I rail on them, I'm, it's to encourage them to move forward. It's time to press on. Don't get down. It's not the time to get down. Even though we are under severe attack. I know every, I've been going through some just horrendous trials the last 15 months, but I know he's refining me. He's getting me ready. So mm -hmm. we need to, we need that chastening sometimes. Amen. So yes. Ladies, I'm going to let you both uh, go ahead and end the meeting. Me and Sylvia will stick around for a couple more minutes. And um, thank you again for coming on. God bless. Thanks. For thank you for me. having me. We'll see you. You're welcome. Again. Yes, we will be talking. Very soon. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Bye. It's hard to find that end button sometimes. I know. <laughs> if I click end, it's going to, it would yeah, hold. Yeah, uh, I think it would, I got it. Sorry. Did it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're good. Okay. Yeah. If I click the end, then it, it will, it won't let her in next time. And I'll have to figure that. Oh, out. oh, weird. But gosh, she, they're so good. Both of them. Yes. Well, I still have so many questions. Like, is Etsy code?
Oh, oh, we should have asked that. That would have been a good one. All right, next yeah. time. Mark that down. I uh, bet it is. Yeah. 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 Wouldn't I mean, be surprising. I, I think it's right. And not only that, but like, okay, so everyone that we know is going through some type of trauma, right? It seems like everyone's going through some, you know, like some random death or some, and it makes you wonder if maybe, um, these aren't some mind control things that tell you when you hear this frequency, like how many people do you know that have committed suicide? And you're like, there's no way that person would have committed suicide. And now you start thinking about what she's saying. Like if you hear this code or the sound or this music, or you're supposed to kill yourself, you know, like it makes you wonder. Yeah, I want to, I mean, next time I'd like to talk about voice to skull. I know she understands that. That's where they implant sound and, and voices in people's heads and they think they're hearing the voice of God and they do crazy things. Like a lot of these shooters say they heard voices before they went and shot people, you know, at a school or in a mall or something right. like that. Um, and I know Gina definitely understands that. I'm sure Kelly does too. But I think like we'll need to pick like one or two topics every time they come on where they can really go into deep dives with it because – Today was just scratching the surface, but when you look right. at like look at their teachings, my gosh, like it is like it's a level that I've never been to in research. There, she's Gina. I've watched her for years, and she's just—I mean, it's crazy. The decodes alone, the comms and all that stuff. I know this patriotic audience understands comms, so um, and she gets it. Like the comms are insane. Like how she just decodes all that stuff. It's awesome. But it's spiritually, it's discerned, you know, it's spiritually discerned because right. she's a believer and she understands good from evil. Because even in the, let's face it, even in the patriotic movement, we have a lot of evil doings going on. Infiltrators. We've all seen them. We know who, the, we know who some of them are. And there's some that we probably don't know yet, but they're going to be exposed. Right. Everything's going to be exposed in this season. And that's what's exciting to me. Uh, that precipice yep. is almost here. So yep, anyway, what, uh, do you know who we have coming on Thursday, Sylvia? Did I put you on this the spot? Thursday, let's see. No, no, no. I have it in my head. It's John <laughs> Widener. Uh, it's oh, actually John Widener. His, okay. his his daughter is in a group home. We're trying to get out. Um, she is. This is West Virginia, and I, this is where I was saying I needed a mentor. If you're in West Virginia and you're not sure how you want to, uh, how you can help, I need a mentor for a foster child in. Uh, West Virginia, she's in a group home. And when you hear what they have done to this child, Gino, you are going to be livid. They have literally pulled all of her teeth out and she's 13. Oh, gosh. And they, they, they're refusing Animals. to give her any teeth. Uh, so he's going to be on Thursday. Hmm. Well, looking forward to that for sure. <clears throat> Hopefully we can help that poor little girl. I'm so sick of it, Sylvia. I'm so sick of the evil in this world. Like if, if you're, you know, if you're a believer, even if you're not a believer, it's like, it's time to have righteous indignation. It's time to go into the temple like Jesus did and overturn the money changers tables. It's, it's, you have to get real with this stuff because otherwise, if we don't do something, evil's going to prevail and we don't want evil to prevail. No. And now, thank God scripture tells us that it will never prevail, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it will prevail for a time. Uh, I mean, just ask, just ask Germany during World War II and Poland and all the occupied territories, or Russia, you know, USSR and China and all these places where the people didn't rise up and do what they should have done. 
and I'm not saying violently. I'm saying this is just, you know, civil disobedience. We have, we have rights under our constitution and God given rights that it's time to stand up. And this is a spiritual war we're in. We have to fight it spiritually to win this thing. And that's, that's through uh, God almighty. So anyway, man, that was fun. That was a great show. Really enjoyed the ladies being on again. Um, so go ahead, uh, guys, again, follow them on Twitter, X, whatever it's called. And you can also see in the description, their websites, if you're interested in anything they're doing, you can also donate to rescue the fosters, Sylvia, where can they donate at? Rescuethefosters.org. That's simple enough. Yeah. <laughs> I can even remember they, that. We desperately need it. <laughs> yes. <they do. laughs> Sylvia is doing great work. We folks. are not Danielle, yeah, no, no, no Fed money. No, none, federal no taxpayer funds. money. No. We are and, refusing and, federal absolutely. funds. Yeah, we will never not be controlled. <laughs> no control. No, and no. Danielle, we missed Danielle tonight. Danielle would have loved this show. She's going to have to watch this. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. She's probably just getting off her plane right now, getting back home. Hopefully she's driving. A safe trip. Oh, she's driving now? <laughs> yeah. She's already in the car? Oh, wow. Okay, that was a fast yeah. flight. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, everybody, uh, God bless. Have a good night. I will be back tomorrow night with Insight Live, Insight Live with my uh, co-host Matt. Not sure what we're doing tomorrow. Just still haven't decided. <laughs> That's, I'm always last minute with that show for some reason because I'm so busy with all these other ones. But we're gonna figure out something good for tomorrow. Seven thirty, yep. same channel. Rescue the Fosters this Thursday, seven thirty with John Widener. Join us for that. And then, of course, uh, the new series me and Megan Walsh are doing together that is uh, re-examined. That'll be Saturday night at 11 p.m. And we're going to start getting into the Adam Walsh files a little bit deeper now. Last week was just touching the surface, scratching the surface. But we're going to start getting into some of the evidence. Uh, We're going to look at some affidavits. That'll be fun. Actual affidavits that kind of go against that narrative we've been told for 40 years. So we'll see what's up with that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? They lied. I, I it's just the so weird thing. Yeah. And then the blender Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, everybody, have a great night. God bless. Take care. Thank you for the can, Joyful June. Mm-hmm.